All right, guys, we are live. Unfortunately, we are live without Brian's blessing, as this is my first attempt to host a radio show in over seven years. Mike, are you with us? I'm here. Uh, it's, it's a little sad. Um, you know, I'm usually used to this first couple minutes of the show where Brian just harasses me about my Ravens, tells me how the Bills are going to win the Super Bowl, um, basically top to bottom, just telling me about the, the fortitude of sports betting and just not having him here is eerie. It's weird. Um, but you know what? We, we devoted this specific show to be a tribute show for Brian. Uh, we have a lot of his fans, a lot of our clients are listening to us right now, and this is what he wanted. If anything, to have him go out and have you know a tribute show is probably something that he is just smiling up there at us right now, and he's probably saying, don't say the V word. Just don't say the V word. Is Dave on the air with us yet? I guess not. So, yeah. you know, since it's yeah, just I'm me here. and you, right? Oh, you are there. You there, buddy? Yeah, I just, yeah, 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 yeah. How are we doing, gentlemen? So, uh, uh, so let me ask you, in um, in lieu of Brian not being with us today, so we, should we just go max bet on the Bills this uh, <laughs> this, this this Saturday, <laughs> laying the four, yeah. or we're going to have to fade him, even though he's, you know, he look, he, he he'll he'll let us know what he thinks later, I guess, but. I'm just wondering, since he's probably listening, if if you think there's uh, a reason to max bet the Bills, we'll start to show off with that. Oh, uh, for me, it would be Bills or pass. Wow. Yeah. So, so let me ask you something. So you know you you've been doing you've been doing this with us for three, four, five, six years now. Um, and you know, what's your, give me a good Brian story since, uh, instead of us talking about sports, we just wanted to, I want to share some stories about Brian. I'll give you guys some stories, but I have a lot of stories. So I can wait. Give me a good story. Well, he would, uh, when I would come in there and do the show, he would, so anytime I would, you know, anytime it would say, uh, like steam play or anything like that, or just, I said a bad word. That was the big one. I said that a few times. He would he would mute it and go, kid. I've told you so many times. And then every time, every time afterwards, he'd do the same thing. Oh, you know, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to lash out on you. And I'm like, no, no, no. I understand. I understand. So pretty much the first few months, you know, he would coach me after we were done, you know, on what on what I did wrong or or what was good or so. It, it really helped me. Um, he helped me. He he definitely helped me because I was really nervous the first time doing it. I know I don't act like I'm nervous, but I was pretty nervous because it was something new to me. And he helped me out. Right. He got there a little bit early. He said, don't worry. Just be yourself. If you don't know the answer to something, as you do this, the longer you do it, you'll learn how to fake it better. And he goes, I don't know a lot of things. Right. But I can fake it good. So I said, okay. Classic. This is great. Exactly. So that's that's kind of why that's what I was thinking about the other day is when he would coach me and, and you know or I would watch him I would watch him and see how he handled certain questions or certain situations but he had a lot of respect for me too you know he would let me talk he wouldn't if he thought I was wrong too he wouldn't really like blow it up right there he would just oh I don't know I don't know if I agree with that but he wouldn't. You know, he wouldn't, like, embarrass me or anything. So it was good. I, I became real comfortable doing it. I'm sure you guys have more stories. Uh, you knew him longer and things like that. But, yeah, that's what came to mind. And, by the way, your your YouTube video was great. Your tribute to him. Thank you. Just, yeah, Thank okay. you. I yeah, I was, uh, it, I was I a little. Sh- I even showed it to a few people who didn't even know who Brian was. I just was like, check this, check this video out. And they were like, "Oh, that's great." So yeah, it was pretty. Yeah, it's like you know, my my my. Thank you. My format has always been one to be. I always say I'm an actor with one role. You know, I'm always I've always I've been doing TV since I'm 18 in the sports betting business. So it's like TV actually before radio. Um, and when I actually met Brian 
he was at the Don Best Studios doing daily videos. And what happened was, is um, my partner at the time, who is no longer with us, um, he passed away from cancer in 2006. He said, you know, you got to call these guys in Vegas. I want you to start producing content out of their studios. So living in Baltimore, Maryland, we have a direct flight every day from BWI Airport to Vegas. People don't realize uh, it's the same flight every day. It never changes. You leave at 8 a.m. of Baltimore, Maryland time, and you actually land at 9 a.m. in Vegas, even though it's a five-hour flight on the way over and a four-hour flight on the way back. So you can always have breakfast in Vegas if you live on the East Coast, basically. Um, So it was no big deal. I would just literally go to the airport. Every other week for 10 years plus, I would go to the airport, fly in on a Wednesday morning, do the drive directly to the radio station, always had a rental car waiting, do the radio live with them, hang out for a little bit, meet some of my clients, meet some of my other associates. And then literally later that evening on the red eye, when they used to have red eyes, I would fly right back to Baltimore <laughs> And I would just, people thought I was nuts. I would do Vegas in one day. Brian was constantly telling me, come stay, 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 stay. I'm like, no, 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 I got to get back. I got to get back. But when I originally started with him, it was in the Don Best Studios back in like 2006. And we were recording videos. If you go to my YouTube channel now, I uploaded a 25-minute tutorial that we did back on February 22nd, 2015, it took me probably spent the better part of the last two days searching for this. I was asking Mike if he knew where it was. And finally, in one of my old laptops, I found it saved on the hard drive. And I immediately uploaded it to my YouTube channel because uh, it showed how we did a 25-minute video with no script. He, him and I were both improv- improvisationists. Uh, we despised reading off teleprompters. We actually had a script for our betting tutorial back in 2015 that somebody in his office wrote. And when we got there, he looked at me and I looked at him and he took the thing and he literally threw it up in the air like confetti. He goes, we, can, we got this. And we just, he was such a natural in front of the camera on the radio um, that you didn't really need a script at all. Because like you said, he, knew, he had so much knowledge that it wasn't even that he could fake it. It was almost like if you read the press releases from Buffalo uh, News, he was such an encyclopedia of information because unlike you, Dave, he's the opposite of you. He was a, not saying you don't love sports, but it wasn't a market to him. It was his life. He's the fan of all fans, watched every game, knew every player, knew every stat, no matter whether it was golf, hockey, baseball, you know, everything. And um, before I let Mike chime in for a second, one of the things that you'll remember, Dave, that the clients that are new listening, we had no sports from March 11th of 2020 to July 26th of 2020. No North American sports on their original lockdown when they canceled March Madness. And he called me up that night after March Madness was canceled. And he said, listen, I'll lose my mind if I don't do the radio show and, you know, can let's just do the radio show through the pandemic. Even if there's no sports, we'll talk about how we're getting through the pandemic. We'll talk about what's going on with soccer. And you were on with us every Wednesday with no sports. Remember that Dave? And right. Yeah. That was, that was Brian saying the show must go on. Even if there's no sports, he just, he said, I have, to have a purpose when I wake up in the morning. You'll be doing me a favor doing the radio show. He said, you know, um, you know the compensation that uh, I that he was. He said, I don't even want it. I'm doing it free. You just you just pay the station for what you got to pay to be on there, and uh, I don't want anything. And literally, the guy for four months was like clockwork. Never missed a show. Games, no games. Thank God that they're all archived online. Like I said on the YouTube video, uh, and I know I'm going a little long here. I'll let everybody talk. N- you know, you never die. Now you don't die. Dave, when you die, there'll be videos of you. When I die, there'll be videos of me. When Mike dies, there'll be video. It's not like in the old days when somebody dies and you just have pictures to go through the old box of pictures and you pulled out the old 8-millimeter right. camera and you showed. I mean, it is kind of little. It's kind of crazy um, because 
you know, I know a lot of people, unfortunately, and so does Mike, that have passed away. And uh, you always get reminded with social media. It's definitely a different world we're living in regarding that right now. Um, I mean, even this before we started the show, there was a commercial that was running prior to our show. And the guy said, listen to all of our – plus Brian Bla-. Like, you literally – you you live forever. It's kind of weird. Yeah, so it's – um. So the funny thing you were just sharing about the pandemic um, radio shows, I remember during the pandemic, this was the first time in my life where I had literally nothing to do because my business, my life was revolved around sports. And when I didn't have that, what did I do? I went hiking. And I remember it was a Wednesday um, when we usually do our show. And I told John and Brian, like, look, I'm going to be on a hike. And, and Brian's like, don't worry about it. Just call in from the mountain. It doesn't matter. You know, it's, it's, it's all good. And I remember I called in from the mountain, and I would have this, like, spotty service. And I'm on my, you know, AirPods. And it, that's the passion that he had and how, like, the passion that he had for his friends and just overall the enthusiasm that he shared every time when I saw him in person or when I was over the phone, even though we, we know we, I never collected my debt in chicken wings from the Ravens beating the bills. Um, so many years ago, um, you know, it's just one of those things that is just a funny way to just remember Brian, you know, through all of this, you know, Brian did something for the, the culture of, originally for hockey. I mean, the passion that he had for hockey was insane. And besides that, Brian had an amazing passion for horses, something that I don't do and have no really a big opinion on. I'm sure Dave, you don't as well. And I remember one Preakness, which obviously Preakness is, you know, 15 minutes away, not even from our office right now. And he gave me a bunch of horses for the Preakness race. And I went over there and I had no, I was, I was like the, the rogue client, Dave. I had no money management. I took everything I had. I put like three grand spread across all these different races and I got killed. And Brian's like, well, you know, I told you just to bet this race small, this, you know, it's not really just about the Preakness. It's the black eyed Susan race on Friday. I was like, Brian, I, I, I had no idea. And it was just, he just tortured me, and John tortured me for years after the fact because I'd literally jump out of John's car, run inside, like have no guidance or money management. I'm just trying to like hit these trifectas and superfectas on Preakness Day. And I remember Brian just gave me a bunch of crap about that. So, you know, it's all fun and games now. And, you know, the, I'm going to miss the banter that we had about the Ravens every single week. I'm going to miss the banter that we're going to have about his bills every single week. And, and it's just something that you just, we just don't know until we know, right? It's just like, we're here today. We just assume that all of our friends and family are going to be here tomorrow. And then when they're not, it's just this eerie feeling of living in the moment. Like that's what I've, you know, I get out of this is just like, be happy, be more present be there for your friends and family, do more things for yourself. Because I think that looking back on, you know, the, the eight years that I knew Brian, he was the most selfless person that I ever met um, for his family, for us, and for everybody that really was in his life. And he was just a workaholic and he had a passion for the game and a passion for just, the lifestyle and and he really every single Wednesday at least from my experience from this show every single Wednesday no matter what type of mood he was in in his personal life he kept that outside and when he got on the show he was just the enthusiasm was always there and positive and energized and and that's something that I try to emulate going forward in my life is is to really replicate and and i respect him so much so you know we we were obviously different uh age brackets you know i'm much younger than him but i always looked up to him and you know you know he's up there looking down and i think this is dave this is it this is the year the bills win the super bowl because how how, something how they've lost all right they've lost all those super bowls to the the cowboys and they made it to the super bowl those couple years in a row, and 
you know, how fitting would it be for them to run the table and win it all? Well, don't make this speech because now I got to root for them after all this. I mean, listen, you have to. He was the announcer during the Super Bowl years where they would lose the Super Bowls. He was literally <laughs> announcing those games in Buffalo. You know, it was amazing because uh, – you know, I was talking to a client in you know earlier this week, and he was and I you know people don't realize how well known Brian was. I mean, Vegas Golden Knights did a um, last night before their game. They did a moment of silence for him, and they put him up on the screen. They tweeted out the day he passed away. Buffalo Sabers tweeted out the day he passed away. This is like this is not a no name nobody. Not one. And, you know, you always say you can't find somebody that said a bad word about something. Literally, it's impossible for me because this is a very polarizing business. People, this is a business of egos in the sports betting business. My games are better than your games. My system is better than your system, especially among the, the handicapper information community that I've been immersed in in 35 years. And everybody's short term loves you when you have a winning streak, hates you when you have a losing streak. And he was literally agnostic to that. He, like, literally, he could lose and go on the worst runs ever. Nobody got upset. I couldn't even get upset with him. I mean, I'll give you guys the greatest story of all time. Uh, there was a, a time where, you know, I don't know what the rules are now in Vegas, where you could not access, uh, you could not access uh, the OTB, like the TVG horse betting. Like, you, you could only use... The, the apps that the casinos have, you couldn't get what we call true OTB betting, Dave. Uh-huh. So he made a presentation to me, a very convincing one, because he's a horse nut. He's like, listen, stick 10 grand in your TVG account, because I live five minutes from the racetrack. He says, and, you know, he's, and I, he says, just give me the username and password. I'm going to rock this thing. So I'm beautiful. So I give him the, you know, he says, we'll go 50-50. You put, I said, no problem. I'll put up the 10 grand. We'll go 50-50. And this is years ago. And um, he was so happy that he didn't have to get out of his, leave his house and go run to the sports book to bet because he wasn't able to bet the horses online. And I would, like, log in, and this guy was going off. Exactus, trifectas, win, play, show, everything. And I would watch the account go from, like, 10 grand to 4 grand to 14 grand, to 10 grand, and then one weekend I logged in and it was zero. He just like he went off and he felt really bad and he called me. He was he was all apologetic. I couldn't even get mad. I was like, "Whatever, bro. You had a blast. You had a good time. You 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 ran with that 10 grand for like 10 months." So, you oh, know, yeah. even in that and even in that situation like I couldn't even get mad at him. I couldn't even get upset with him. He just loved it. He would get so excited like a four-year-old watching a horse race. Now, I don't know if he was betting horses while you were on the air when you would go in there. He used to bet horses while we were on the air while I was with him in person. And I'd be talking, and he'd have his mic muted, and he'd be yelling at the screen, come on, six, come on, six, and nobody could hear him because the mic was turned off. And then his horse would win or lose, and then he would flip the switch, and he would come back on the air like he, like he didn't win or didn't lose. Did he ever do that with you? No. Well, I couldn't tell what was – no. He he wasn't betting them, but I couldn't really tell what he was always looking at. He was always looking at sports, some type of information, I'll say, and but I'm not sure exactly right. what it was. Yeah. Maybe things well, this was a, we were we were in a we were yeah it, we were in a different location, and he had a. He had a direct, like direct TV feed to like the sport, to the, the the tracks. You know, an aqueduct would come on or whatever would come on, and he would just literally like he didn't care where we were on the air because that horse was running around the track. <laughs> he, right. he just like he literally didn't care. Another great story is he was like Mike is now a crazy golfer. Um, I was in the car with him one time, and I saw some people on Twitter bannering about his bad beats, and he would get these bad beats in in golf. He'd have these like huge tickets plus you know 600 plus 800 he bet every golf tournament and he would be like in contention on the last day and literally like we're 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 in the car going to get lunch and somebody would text him and go yeah the guy just you know whatever he did he didn't do the right thing and he was out and like literally he would like 
swerved the wheel. He couldn't believe it. He'd rip the ticket up. He'd throw it in the air. But he loved it. He, lo- he, you know, he was a real gambler that not only did he love to win. I know it sounds crazy, but I'm sure you can get this even though you're a pro, Dave. He loved to lose as well as yeah. win. Like, he just loved the exhilaration. He, his, the worst thing for him in life would be watching a game that's minus three for four hours and it pushes. Yeah, right. He he'd, ra- he'd rather lose. He'd rather he'd rather lose. If if it was an option between win, lose, or push, he he would rather lose than than push. <laughs> You're funny. Yeah, I get it though. Absolutely. I'm so, you great. have friends like that, right? Yeah, I feel I have friends like that. I think so. I haven't asked them directly, but yeah. But you so. can see when it's coming down. No, but none of your friends are praying for a push. They want a well, result. They want a real result. Yeah, right. I mean, I guess I'm the the one that's like, oh, hopefully I push here. But yeah. Well, you're a pro. It, I mean, you're a pro. You're not like. The, it depends on the circumstances, but yeah, there's times where I'm sure we all would take a push on certain things. But yeah, it, it, pushes aren't very exciting. We do it to win or lose, so I love it. Love that. Right, and exactly. But you know, when you're a true gambler, and it's like those old movies where you're chasing that dopamine rush, and that that like that 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 high of 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 being competitive, which is like he was really tapped into that because his whole life was, like you said, sitting there doing the opposite of what you were doing on a Saturday, or Sunday. So one of the things with the Bills games and the Buffalo Sabers games, he would tape the games. And he would he would always text me like in the early in our relationship, and he would say, you know, never text me a score of a game ever, ever, because of the time difference being on the West Coast to the East Coast. And he would literally surround himself in a bubble where he would not, even though he had the Don Best screen up, he had access to the radio, all the news feeds. He would go into this like bubble with certain games like Buffalo Bills or the Buffaloes, and he would literally sit down five hours after they're over in Vegas and watch the entire game not knowing the outcome. Right. Right, He, right, right. he loved watching sense. sports that much. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah, so I always, eating, felt, I always felt bad when I uh, watched games, ha, 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 you know, and make fun of that, but he was the opposite. He just loved, loved every – yeah, he loved following every team and – you know, it's just to me. To me, guys like that, him, Kenny White. This is so. This is. This is a skill to just know everything about every team. This, this is so hard. You know, I, I, I don't right. know how they do it. Yeah, I don't know how they do it. And then they can talk about every team and every league. I don't know how they do it. So, yeah. Well, now we need. Who's going to be our new guy that knows everything about every team? I don't. I, I don't Nobody. think he's. I think he's irreplaceable. he's irreplaceable. We'll just have to. <laughs> yeah, we're we'll, in we'll trouble. Just, boys. We'll, we'll just have to. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, we'll, you know, we'll we'll, 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 you know, there's always look. We we're, we'll, we'll, it'll, it'll be a more of an educating the market people how to play the market as a market as opposed to fun, and you know, you know, he's always going to be in the background of what we do, and uh, you know, it's just what I will say is the same thing I said on the YouTube video, which is. You know, for everyone that didn't watch the YouTube video that's listening to this, is that it's. I'm glad that he went the way he went. Yeah. Because it's almost like you, you know, his last name's Blessing. You're blessed not having to live that I know I'm going to die. You know, yeah. He didn't know. He had no idea. They said it was so quick. Boom. Snap your fingers and you're gone. Um, I'm not religious per se. Uh, I wouldn't even call myself spiritual. All I could say is, you know, there's a great quote from a guy uh, that he said, you know, if you want to know what death is like, it's simple. It's going to sleep and never waking up. That's it. You're dead eight hours of the 24 hours, six hours of the 24 hours, five hours of the 24 hours. If you don't wake up, you're never going to know you didn't wake up. And so for him, you know, it's, um, you know, everybody that knew him personally, and I'm sure the people in the station that are listening to this, you know, one of the things that I, you know, thought about, which I'm grateful that nobody else got, died when he died. And what I mean by that is 
you know, he, he and I don't think this had anything to do with him um, dying. Um, it just is what it is. But he was, as you know, David, he was a, you know, he, he, what, the only thing he loved more than sports was those cigarettes. And my man was an old school chain smoker. And, you know, I thought about it in the last 24 hours, like, the amount of time that that man had a cigarette in his hand was more than let, more than not. And, you know, God forbid he had a cigarette in his hand and he was in his bedroom and he, he died and the cigarette hit the floor and the whole house got lit on fire. And, I mean, it, it, I'm grateful he wasn't in a car and he didn't hit anybody. You know, he was in his house, safe environment. It happens. Um, but, you know, it could have been a lot worse, especially with uh, being in a car. I've had friends that have actually passed away and had massive heart attacks while they're driving. Um, the person I can think of, oh, this was a, 10 years ago, hit a parked car in major traffic, like swerved the wheel and just got lucky and hit a parked car. You know, you don't get to decide when you're going to die, right? <laughs> so, right. you know, it can always be worse when you have an untimely death in situations like that. But, you know, I am not the morbid guy and, you know, the, it was just, I don't believe in the whole, it was his time thing. I think that, you know, we're all going to die. And, uh, he, the person that gets out of here with the least amount of discomfort is, is like winning the lottery. And it's almost like, you know, like I said in the video, you know, he won his biggest bet. I see people that get so upset when they lose games and call up here and rage and scream and freak and literally work themselves into a tizzy, almost like they're going to live forever. And it was like, man, after Sunday morning, I don't care if I went 0-9 or I went 9-0. and I wasn't going to get excited. I wasn't going to get upset, you know, because I'm alive. And, you know, if this doesn't drive at home, when you know people personally, it's different. Like I said, Bob Saget died on the day that Brian died. And uh, like I said in the video, you know, you get all these RIPs, Dave. People go on Twitter. All right. None of these people knew Bob Saget. Right. Well, he's collecting over Full yeah. House, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, my kids have watched every rerun. I get it. But what I'm saying is, like, you know, people always question why, why, why. There's no why. It just is what it is, you know? Some people live to be 100. Some people live to be 10. I mean, it is what it is. But uh, I just think that from a sports betting point of view, if you can take anything away from this situation for the listeners that are listening is that the negative emotions, the pulling your hair out, the losing sleep at night because some guy hit a three point at the buzzer, uh, you know, making yourself emotionally and mentally sick is just a waste of time because you're not going to change the outcome of the game. And one of the things I appreciate about it, Brian is he never got upset when he lose. When I said he loved to lose, what I mean was he loved to have a result in the outcome of the game. He was such a hockey freak, but I don't know. You guys are much younger. You know, there was a time when there was when hockey was like soccer and then they had a strike. And when they redid the strike, the rules were, I don't know if you remember that Dave, that you could tie in hockey like soccer and the handle on the betting volume was so low because people in America would like to have an outright winner. And so when they had their lockout and they went and they renegotiated, they did a playoff where there's always going to be a winner. And he was so happy that now he wasn't going to watch, you know, periods of hockey and it was going to, everything was going to end two, two, one, one, three, three. Cause that was the old days. Do you remember that Dave? Or you weren't following hockey back no. then when they would tie no, I wasn't. Yeah, what about you, Mike? No, I do. I do remember. I do remember the tie element. Um, and now they have shootouts, and they weren't doing that in the previous. Because now, in the playoffs, well, they've always done that. They just consistent. They don't do a shootout. They just consistently do another overtime. So that's how it wears them out. They could do five or six overtimes. Now in the regular season, they don't do that because they don't want to burn the guys out. Kind of like the college football rule change uh, for this year, where now it's only two regular overtimes where they start from the 25-yard line, and then it's just two-point conversions back and forth. So like that one game we saw, I think that was Penn State early in the season, mm -hmm. where it was nine overtimes, and you're thinking, man, this game must have went on forever. Not really. It was seven, seven of the overtimes were 
a total of 14 plays. So, um, you know, it's the, the whole thing. And I just want to touch on what John was saying regarding the psychology of these guys where they're so hyper-focused on the winning and losing, they forget that you don't do that with any other tradable platform, whether they're crypto traders, whether they're day traders in, in, on the stock market. People don't live and die by each day's returns. They, they get upset for a short period of time, but then they move on. Whereas with sports, they, they have such, and, and it's understandable because, you know, looking at a crypto price and it going down for the whole day is much different than you watching Tom Brady for four hours and you feel like you have more of an opinion on the outcome of a football game because you watch the sport, you've played the sport, um, you have a little bit of data behind that, and it's these these guys like live in that. But what we can't control is the human element of what we encounter with their good beats and bad beats. I mean, there was a uh, I think it was last week where I won a game on a three at the buzzer, and then I lost the game at, on a three at the buzzer, and it just happens. It's just part of the game. I mean, we can't control fouls, we can't control injuries. We can't control weather, but what we can control is getting in our money in at a good price with good value. And, you know, it's funny. I was talking to a client on Monday, and he had played Georgia, loved the game, heckled me about um, not playing Alabama. You know, the Monday scenario, Dave, and obviously you're not on the front lines and you don't actually talk to your clients, but every guy that calls and buys a selection – um, then wants to give me their opinion why they like the other side, especially on a game like that where it's a three-point spread. These teams obviously have played each other 40 days prior. No matter what I say, they have an opinion on why Alabama should win the game, and they're arguing with me. And it's like, what's the point? Why are you making the purchase to begin with if you already have your mind set on Alabama? It's like they, they make the purchase simple, simply for the fact that they want confirmation of their own opinion. And when that's not given, they argue. So, obviously, Georgia wins. Um, and the next day, when I try to teach logic and understand that even if the game lost, it doesn't make a difference. There's selections on a night-to-night basis that we're all trying to beat the books with the right line value and the right price, they want to argue about not treating it like a long-term investment. And, and like John said, I have a completely new perception on how to teach people in this business. I am never going to beg somebody to understand the value of what we do. You do more work, and I can't speak for myself because I'm basically just a middleman between you and the client, Dave, but you do so much work on a day-to-day basis, and I've been basically following your life for years now, and I know the amount of work that you put in. I know what you do on an everyday basis. I see the you know 30-plus cell phones that you have to keep rotating because of these different accounts that you're managing. Like That stuff that you put in the work, that in itself, without the games, is worth the, the price of admission. But from a guy, because of the way the industry has been in the past, um, and similar to, you know, your um, the new YouTube that's going to be coming out from uh, last week's events with with the guy that you met, what he's done with the other part of the business that we all know is is the gray area. Um, you know, it, it's the legitimacy and the transparency that you provide. I shouldn't have to even try to sell that. That should be evident in what we do. And it's like, no matter what I do, no matter what I say, I have to fight these guys to understand how to make money long-term in this business. And what I've made the realization after Brian's passing on Sunday is that I'm not going to do that anymore. If somebody's not going to meet me in the middle and they already have all this data and all this information and following you on Instagram and seeing you post five and $10,000 wagering tickets, seeing that the amount that you're trying to put in and the book blocks you 
because they know you have sharp money. It's like all these things and all the trading that you do, that should be evident enough for the guy to come to me and say, I want in. I want the full scale of the system. And it's like I just have a different perception of where I'm going to put my – and this is just what I've got out of all this in the last couple of days – is I am I just have a completely new perception of how I'm going to value my time, and that my time is more valuable than trying to argue with people that doesn't don't understand the concept of reality. And so you know, it's from all of this. You know, at the end of the day, the only thing if you haven't learned one thing from this radio show in terms of logic, if you didn't know Brian personally and you're just hearing Brian's name for the first time because you're tuning in, I understand. But the one thing you should know, and I'm not saying this to do it for a lot of money, but every single person in the world should go and just put a little bit on the bills to win the whole thing. Just a little bit. Not a lot. Just a little, not, just a little bit, Dave. Dave, what are the odds right now? Do we have I'm 100% bet. I'm 100%. Uh, what are the odds right now? Plus 700. Plus 700. That's great. Plus 700. I'd have taken even money right now. <laughs> I'm a hundred. Yeah, I might 100. even go to. I might even go today. I wonder if I could sneak my 16 year old, who's going to be 17 year old, in the casino. You know what? He looks so old with the mask. They probably won't even question me if I. He, he's. I'm five six, one sixty. He's five ten, two twenty, and he's got half a beard of mine. So I think I could just like say, say to say to hey buddy, we're going to take a little ride over here for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and you know what? It's I was waiting for today. You know, today would because last week we didn't have the show because Brian was dealing with some personal issues in his family. Um, so this week, I assume Brian was going to explain to me that he said it all along. The Ravens weren't going to keep getting lucky all season, like all those wins that we had. Uh, I was going to get buried today, Dave. Hundred <laughs> percent. Did it? Didn't make the playoffs. The team that beat us in the final game had every scenario work out for themselves where Jacksonville won, and then the Raiders and the Chargers, which the game should have ended in a tie, had to call a timeout, and won. there was a winner and a loser, and the Steelers backed their way into the playoffs. I would have got torched. You know, it's funny because this morning on Instagram, Edelman, I don't know if you saw that, Dave, uh, or you saw Mike Edelman put out a tweet that he put $100,000 on a prop bet that Tampa Bay is going to play New England. So now just on that alone, i gotta, I got to bet Buffalo because, you know, that's like – I mean, it would be too easy for New England to – in New England, it would be like it's almost like I don't want to see New England play Tampa Bay. I mean, I would. It would be great from you know why he did that. Obviously, Patriots, ex-Patriot. I know Tom Brady. I get no. it. That's, that's, but I don't think. Why do you even confuse our listeners? It's the Bills. It's the that's Bills. All you need to know. I got Mister. I got Dave W in Florida. He's texting me right now. Bills minus four. Full max bet. <laughs> full full max bet. How Dave, can they lose? Full max bet. Dave, the only problem is my man Dave in Florida gets to drive to – he drives an hour. He bought a new house in Florida, the, the, the winter home, right? You'll love this, Dave. He drive. He drive I said he's an hour each way to the casino, right? And he's a big Baccarat player. And they don't have sports betting yet in Florida, right, at the casino. And I said, well, why don't you just buy a house 10 minutes from the casino? He goes, an hour is a really good – it makes me think each time when I get in the car how long it takes to go back and forth. You know, it's too <laughs> easy funny. if you're 10 minutes away. It's it's too easy. Now, let me ask you, because, you know, we – so I don't know if you know this, Dave. He was a huge video poker player. Huge. Did not Brian? know. Brian, huge. Yeah, so here's what his game was. Um, Dave, my man asked – you know, he he'd enjoy a nice cold beverage – so, you know, not just a few drinks, nothing crazy. I wouldn't call him a drinker by any, but we'd go out in Vegas and we'd go to, and he'd always take me to these places and you know, the deal, the, the, these little side shops and these little small bars off the strip, Dave, and they all have the video pokers built into the bar. Yeah. And I sat at a high top and I ordered a beer and he looked at me like I was crazy. He said, what are you doing? You, you sit at the poker table, you sit at the bar, you play video poker, they give you free drinks. I'm like, oh, I didn't know. I'm sitting there with four drinks in, paying 
ten dollars a beer. He's sitting. He's he's sitting across from me at the at the bar playing, and he's like, "This is." He said, "This is what I do. I come to the if I break even, it's like I got a free beer." He was he would love it. He would always find a poker place that built into a bar. Sit down. They'd give him a drink. He'd play poker. He'd rock and roll. He loved video poker. Beside oh, horses. I wanted to thank Dave. Dave, by the way. My new favorite thing to do when I go to the sports book is not, I mean, sorry, to go to the casinos, not go to the sports book, is go to the slot machines. I have these systems that I'm able to integrate. Wonder, I, wonder you, I, wonder where, I wonder where you got those systems from. Yeah, man. What, I used to hate slots. Now it's like, I can't, it's amazing. Here's the they problem, are. Dave. We got the master list from you, and we go, I walked around one, <laughs> one, listen, I walked around one casino, Dave, for four hours and to find one machine on the list, I called Mike. I said, can I get more? Is there, there's got to be more machines. And he's like, literally, there was one tucked into the corner. What was it? The hex, uh, whatever. Hex breaker. Hex breaker. One hex breaker at this huge casino. And that's the only one on the list. And then I'm sitting there and I'm trying to get on the machine. And this lady thinks, I guess she knew the deal. She wasn't getting up. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm sitting there standing there just oh, her, walking back and forth. Walking back and forth like I'm checking my phone. Walking back. Tell them your story when you went to Atlantic City for New Year's Eve with the with the, with the one machine. Since we're having fun here on the show today, that how your buddy went in early and it pounded the machine. So he, you know, Dave, he thought he, we have the number because obviously the number is the. I have a the, feeling Dave in Florida is going to be texting me about the slots. Well, system. the the number all it's telling you is it's it's close to the bonus. So if you're going to put enough cash in there, you're going to hit the bonus within reason of you making money on that rotation. And it wasn't that close. It was like 15 off from the number of the bonus level. And he's like, well, it's close enough. Well, he started putting in money, putting in money. Then we finally got to the number. I said, why don't we just count? Because he had to put in a lot of cash to get to the number to begin with. Finally, when it got to the number, we ran the numbers from the time it hit the bonus. He would have actually made money, but instead he broke even because he sat down too early. So, listen, it's, it's all systems, Dave. I don't know how you come up with this stuff. You know, it's like the video poker with you. It's, you're, you're, it's, I, I need to be more advanced. Well, that's, that's New Year's Resolution 2022. I need to be advanced at all these things because this is something I need to add to the, you know, to the repertoire going into 2022. I mean, Dave, when you go on your Instagram story and you're sitting in a machine and you just hit – you know, you know before you hit that live button that you're going to hit. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah, and there's a lot of those games out now too. Um, division machines where you can see what the bonus situations and all that. There's a lot of them around. So the let country. me ask you something. I'm just curious for the listeners. We got like ten minutes left. You know, it's, as always, the show goes quick. I'm just curious for the listeners out there, since there's you know casino gambling in a lot more states than sports wagering. How how many people do you think know about what you know? Because it doesn't – do you think a lot of people well, know or do you think just a small handful of people? No, no, it's a small percentage. And then a couple of people have been doing it for like 15 years and have made – maybe one guy, like over $10 million, just mm-hmm. pretty wow. much never really having a losing streak, just spot playing high denomination ones that – have a big edge. It's really tough to lose, you know. So. And what, let me ask you from well, a they, from a card counting point with. of view, where you can get. Go well, they have to hit. The guy they have to, to with a machine. It has to hit at some point. Congrats, moneyline. Not like he, you know. Uh, yeah, no. It's just in the long run, it, you're way over a hundred percent when there's certain cutoffs on those numbers. You're just like, you can walk up and something's sitting there at three hundred percent. It doesn't mean it's good. It's right. about to hit. It just means your average dollar through returns like whatever percent. So right, you know right. that's yeah, yeah. So a couple of guys really mastered Can it I... all these years. Well, I think what we should do is, uh, you know, if somebody wants to find out and you're listening, I'm sure we'll get a lot of text. We'll be happy to sell you the list for. Uh, a nice number if you can make ten million off it. No, but I'm it really is amazing because what's amazing. I'm an amateur at that stuff. I'm an amateur. I mean, I'll just be honest. I'm not, but I, but I do know there's there's especially around the country outside of Nevada there's there's small fortunes to be made because there's so many games no, and they're course. always over a hundred percent. 
Yeah. So, but yeah, it's not, funny. Uh, Dave, my, uh, my, one of my really good friends, um, he goes to Costa Rica all the time, and he goes, he goes, I have a nickname there. I said, what's your nickname? He goes, because he goes to this place called Hako in Costa Rica. And he said, they call me Hako Handpay. I'm like, what do you mean? What does that mean? And he's like, yeah, because I'm on the slot machines. I'm always getting those hand pays where I have to sign my name. So literally everybody in this little right. town that he goes to, he calls Hako Handpay. So it's, he's in my phone. It's Hako Handpay now. It's not. And just you so know. you know, for all the people that are Ticos and Ticas listening, there's no H. It's Hako. Hako Handpay. Hako Beach. Hako <laughs> Beach. But uh, have you been to Costa Rica, Dave? No. And there's worse na- nicknames you could have. So I love it. Right, yeah, absolutely. I got to ask you, inquiring minds want to know, since you're from the sunny, sunny Las Vegas, Nevada, for the majority of your life, how are you enjoying those nice, snowy winter months? In miserable. How, <laughs> miserable. I can't stand it, but it's like, it's fine. I mean, it, it kind of checks me a little bit, though. You know, I won't go out as much. I'll focus on the gym you need to you need to i'll send you a video you need to i'll send you a video i do ice bath plunges i'll send you a video when we get off the air you need to embrace your inner cold and get comfortable with the cold in the in in denver dave have you seen him do that yet no on instagram i'm kind of scared he is it's he just jumps in the snow or what no he fills up this he's got like this industrial size plastic tub that's sitting outside of his house it's right now. It's the average temperature. I'm sending you a video that you. You're right. The, av- the average temperature this week is about 20. So today he went out there. The top layer has it froze overnight. So he's using a hammer to break through the ice to then sit in there for five minutes, like a cold plunge in his backyard. I just sent <laughs> you a video to your crazy. WhatsApp. For- That's crazy. It's, it's and you really just put good. your whole yeah, body I mean, in it. Yeah, you'll look at the video when we get off the air. He's got these. He was having issues with his feet and hands because that's what gets cold. So he bought. He went and got these like crazy, like waterproof mittens. <laughs> you don't wear those lately anymore. No, no, I'm that? good. I'm I'm gangster now. After after, <laughs> after after Brian, when Brian passed away, they said it resets your nervous system and your mind. I just literally jumped right in. I said, I don't care about it. I'm alive, uh, and it's uh, it's all good. But I, you know, we got a couple. We got five minutes left in the show, and. You know, in, in all seriousness, I think Brian would appreciate it that we're continuing on. And like I said, you know, he was literally, you know, you know, he first of all, not only was he famous, he had no ego about it. You, you can, you get this, Dave. You meet him on the corner, he's just in, standing there smoking a cigar, happy-go-lucky, never walking around like I'm Mister Buffalo Saber announcer or I'm Mister Buffalo Bill announcer or. I'm Mr. Vegas Golden Knight, hot shot. Like the guy literally was just like a typical guy at the bar. You would never know all his sports accomplishments in media if meeting him off the street. Can we agree on that? Oh, I, oh absolutely. And yeah, he was dumb. And I and I know at uh, I know at the eight fifteen Eastern Standard Time slot where the Buffalo Bills play the New England Patriots. I will be at a sports bar eating chicken wings, having Buffalo, not only to win the game, but having a little piece on the Super Bowl as well. I can't forget that part. I mean, this is very important. I want everybody to understand this is not an advice. We don't usually give out free picks, but in Brian's passing, he would have loved it that every single person that's listening to the show is running to the book right now and strictly going, Whatever I have in my no, I'm just kidding. But this we need to all throw so a little it, piece. Here's what I'm also yeah, doing, right, Dave. You know, I have an extreme. Dave, I'm 100 <laughs> percent doing it. Listen, another thing. Listen, another thing that I'm 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 going to do. Everybody knows that knows me personally. I, I eat a carnivore diet. I only eat steak. I'm switching that for the next week. It's going to be a buffalo wings diet. Every meal instead of steak is going to be buffalo wings. <laughs> Well, we I go. got to top all this, huh? I have to match this. Um, let me think. I will do Bills first half, money line, full game, every game. For Everything. For Brian. Everything. Exactly. Everything. Money line, first half, win it all, AFC. I'll do all of it. 
the question that I need to know is, was Brian, in, and John, you may know this, was Brian into blue cheese or ranch with his buffalo? You know, it's funny. I, ne- I think when I said ranch, he gave me a dirty look. Good. It was okay. blue cheese. Good. Yeah, That's good. Like, like how, big, yeah, like yeah, how dare I. You talked. You guys talked about it one time. I, I remember yeah, that. Yeah, he was like, how dare I mention the word ranch. Right? Well, it's, you yeah, know, like, you're right. You I just remember because I remember it. I mentioned my fiance's into the ranch. And he was like, I don't know, red flag. So now it's now it's what it is. It's, it's blue cheese all the way. Good. It and just it, gives me more conviction about it after. after. Yeah, he kept talking about it after. When, when we were off, he goes, how dare that ranch. <laughs> yeah, sorry, yeah, so listen, it was funny. We, 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 we the, the, the studio that we're calling into now is, you know, in Las Vegas on off Sahara. Uh, and he literally, we get in the car one day. We got like two minutes left. We get in the car one day and he, he says, we're going to take a drive. And and we drive to Henderson. I'm like, what are you what are you doing? He goes, there's this great spot that has buffalo wings. The chefs from Buffalo. <laughs> and he literally drove all the way you know from Sarah over to Henderson just to get across from Green Valley just to get buffalo wings. It was hilarious. But I mean, that's like you know, there's a huge buffalo community, ex ex buffalo community in the warmth. But I will say one thing, and all joking about the cold, he did get soft in his later years with the weather. 50 degrees, it was cold from a guy that was brought up in Buffalo, Wearing New York. Wearing a coat. Wearing a coat at 50 degrees from a guy that was brought up in Buffalo, New York. Pretty funny, actually. I used it, to make fun of him all you, the time. It's something he brought you to that place to just show you, which is special. It's what good friends do, just to show you. Exa- exa- exactly. Time. So, I just got word from the station. They're texting me on the side because we don't have uh, Brian uh, running, the, running the board that we got a minute left. And uh, you know, all I can say is, I got to drive now to the state to the casino. Wagering is now legal in Maryland. Sports betting, we don't have the apps yet, but uh, they're going to get my Buffalo Bill money this afternoon before that line goes up six. I know. After this show, I wouldn't be surprised at six. Yeah, we move lines. Brian moves lines. We move lines. Right. So uh, we'll 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 do it again next week, and we'll get down and dirty with some more sports betting information for everybody and. Uh, God bless Brian Blessing. Bye, guys. All right, you got it. See you guys later.